Hi, and welcome to Death in Cambodia, Life in America, a podcast where I interview my father, Robert Chow, one of the first survivors of the 1970s Cambodian genocide. He survived the killing fields, navigated through the jungles of Thailand, and escaped to America to build an empire in the donut industry. After about 40 years, I think it's about time he got a chance to share his story. I'm Dorothy, his daughter, and your host for today's episode. Let's dive in. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Death in Cambodia, Life in America. Last episode, we spoke with Robert about his experience about a group member that ended up dying. He had to bury that friend, and then um, last he checked on him, the body was no longer there. We're still in the jungle, and so after after that experience, by what what was next? Well, uh, I went back to try to looking for the body, uh, not looking for the body. We passed by there and then I just, you know, uh, take a look, but the body was, wasn't there. I think the animal, they just eat it, take it, you know, so it's only probably just the clothes. It's clothes still there. So I think, you know, we, I cannot say anything we just keep quiet but in my mind in my heart i think one of us it's gonna end up like this that's in my mind it just sooner or later uh, because we see people missing getting less and less every day the only thing i know it's only my group, 20, 30 people in my group. And the other group, I don't know. I don't know how many people that miss, sing, and die, or tortured, or killed. But in my group, we're getting less people and uh, die almost every day. I have a question. You you don't know uh, the reasons for why they're dying. I mean, it's it's probably just similar to what happened to the guy you knew. Just either starvation, overworking, lack of water, lack of nutrition, right? And yes, I think that. Plus, I think uh, they probably kill you. I mean, if they want to kill you, they right. they kill you. So. So I don't know, but I can see people getting less and less in six months. Mm -hmm. So I think most of them probably die in, yes, yeah, starvation, sick, malaria, in the forest. I expect that all of us, one of these days, is going to be gone. Probably the next 10 months or the next six months. It really depends on how strong you are, how lucky you are. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that they 
I just continue to work, uh, walk, you know, sometimes it's just, you have no energy, but you just have to force yourself, try to, you know, do the best you can so they don't torture you. So we finished, uh, we finished that day. So the next day, just go back to the same place, uh, continue to clear up the jungle. So in my group, this guy, uh, you know, we start working. We start at six o'clock that day early. So they woke us up at five o'clock. So you walk maybe one hour to the workplace. And uh, we, we start clear the, uh, you know, clear the jungle and all of that. So lunchtime, they usually sometimes they let you have a break, which is lunch. You know, not much to eat, but, you know, call lunch. So uh, most of us, I think, try to go find bread, whatever we can kill, whatever we can find, food. Anything, strawberry, raspberry, whatever the food that available in the jungle. So at this point, they don't feed you rice soup not anymore? No, still feed you uh, the rice soup. But still, no, no, no rice. No, that's yeah. not enough. That's water. Not enough. Yeah, no, we're yeah. hungry all the time. Yeah. So we, we always do that. Sometimes lucky, I get rat, you know, uh, sometimes I got. You know, we, we find snake. You know, uh, how did you how did you hunt for it? Uh, with your you know uh, shower. You know, they got a shower, a knife. You oh, know, uh, okay. shower, you know, and uh, like I say, they don't give you knife. Everyone that give you know maybe in your group there, they trust maybe two or three people. They mm -hmm. give like three knife, mm -hmm. so we can go out there with the guy. He's hungry too. He want to cut something to mm -hmm. eat so uh if we see a hole and look like a snake or are we so happy we don't care that's a poison thing most of them is a cobra that you know most, most of the time it's a cobra but we're so happy if we can if we see anything we we, we just we're just so happy it's food that's that's in our mind it's food we really want to uh, to fulfill our, you know, stomach, you know. Cobras are, are aren't they poisonous? <laughs> Very poisonous. But you know what? We we don't even think about the poisonous. We're just thinking about, hey, I want something to to eat. So this guy here went separate way. He went, I believe, uh, with another guy. Uh, but I think he must be eat something it's a it was a fruit something it's uh that's what the guy that went with him told us you know i i, I did eat two he said i just eat one but this guy was so hungry he just kept eating eating so much and then when uh when he came back so after 30 minutes you know so we start working again, and uh, oh, probably around maybe one o'clock, and then uh, cleared the bush next to me. He told me, he said, "Hey, I'm 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 not feel too good. I um, 
my head is expanding. I said, feel dizzy. Dizzy. And then he sat down, you know, and for 15 minutes to half an hour, and then he was laid down on the ground. And then I look at it, the uh, bubble from his mouth, it's coming out like foam. And then he, foam, yeah. And then, uh, and then his eye, it's just like turned white, you know, it's just like flip it. Go up, yeah. Go up. And then, so I called the guy next uh, to me. I said, hey, uh, this guy uh, sick's pretty bad. I think, you know, maybe we should uh, call the, uh, let us guard the soldier. Uh, no, uh, most of the soldier that guard us, most of them is uh, female. Less than twenty eight years old, start from fourteen to twenty. So, so uh, he went to the guard, the soldier. Said uh, one guy got sick and f- so bad. So she, uh, she came and looked at the guy and uh, didn't give any impression that she gonna try to help this guy at all just look at him and just told us that me and the other guy said okay just take him away from the workplace and let him just take him go over about a thousand yard from the workplace so just let him lay down under the tree so we did. So I, we actually, we didn't really carry him. We don't have, you know, we just pulled his, 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 his arm and the other guy pulled his arm and dragged him into a thousand yards. And he still breathe. He was still breathing, but I think I can see he had a tough time to breathe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why his eyes just like he tried to fight to get oxygen and the eyes just flip it over, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Nothing we can do. So we just drag him and let him lay down under that tree there. He and didn't. we walk back and then I just sit there and just try, you know, try to to ask him, I said, you okay? He couldn't really, maybe he didn't hear me or he maybe unconscious already. I, you know, so, so we just get back to work that afternoon and continue to work. And up until five, until sunset, I don't know what time, you know, I mean, we just based on the sunset. If the sunset, we cannot see, and then we stop work. So when I mentioned about one o'clock, and then sometimes we just based on the sun, mm-hmm. we're just guessing, mm-hmm. and, you know, actually, we don't really know exactly what time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that day, 
I wasn't feel that bad when I see people die, poison. I wasn't feel that bad because you already get used to it, and then you prepare yourself too. It's gonna be happen in that situation, maybe. I don't know, but you know, you just have to prepare that you gonna be end up with one of these situation mm-hmm. die. Mm-hmm. So, so these people didn't have any medicine at all. No, not none, no medicine. I mean, really? I mean, just like if you if you sick, then that's it. <laughs> well, that's why you base yeah. on your luck. Mm-hmm. Really, and a lot of luck. A lot of luck. How many luck? How, how much luck that can you get? I mean, you know, medicine, no food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't feel bad. I was feel happy for him. Now I'm starting to the out of feeling. It's just completely strange. As I say, wow, I think you're lucky. Now you don't have to suffer. Now I always. Thing because you so suffer, you suffer so much because when you're still alive, or now you're gone, you're at peace. You have peace. You're lucky. You don't have to suffer anymore. To that point, you know. And then, if you die today, you're really lucky. That's it. That's in my mind. So I didn't feel bad, uh, but I didn't know that he died or not because you know, I. Last thing that I do is just drag him under that tree, and then we, when the sun set, so everybody went to camp. The next day, sun's right, back to work, walk same road. Then you know a thousand yards, not far from the you know uh, yesterday's uh, uh, working. So I went past by a little bit, you know, because I know where I was putting him. The body's gone. Some part, you know, some finger, uh, some blood. The animal. Yeah, it's a lot of animal. I mean, you know, what kind of animal? I don't know, but they, they, they eat the body. So I, I feel nothing. I just, oh, okay. Because you already kind of get used to it, you know. It's just from like, the first like, time, for, yeah. Not, not, yeah. The first time you were so feel sad, feel you know, this and that. But now, from that on, I just it's just numb. I mean, you know, it just does it. It, it become a a normal thing. People die, tortured. Killing animal, eat the body, and all of these things. He it just become a a regular day living normal. I mean, life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at this point, I remember you. You remember you're still here, close to the Thai border. Were people trying to escape? I mean, you're close to the border. Yeah, every day people try to escape. At this point, they want to take the risk because they see, they feel they're gonna die anyway. They stay here, they're gonna die and suffer with starvation or whatever the sickness is. So mm-hmm. 
so people try to now they're thinking I'm still have a little bit energy left. I want to escape. I a lot of people just most of the time when you finish when the sun set because it's a jungle. So they don't count. They don't count people when they walk back to the camp. So people just try to go into the forest and try to to hide after the group left the workplace. So they just continue uh, walk into the deep jungle, and then sunset. When sunset, that's Thailand. That's Thai, and sunset in Thailand side. You know, so they just have to remember. Follow the sun. Follow not well at, at dark now, but you just follow the. But I mean, you know, that's a five, six, ten mile from the workplace. You can get lost in the jungle so easy, because yes, you said okay. I'm remember, this is the direction. I'm gonna hit tonight. 99.9 percent couldn't make it. You may be lost in the jungle. You're walking around, mm-hmm. and when you get back to the uh, team, the soldier know they tortured you. Most of the time, you just. Continue, even you lost in the jungle. You probably not gonna come back to the camp or you know to the group. When you say torture, I mean they just kill you or really they just they- kill you. They probably uh, uh, cut your throat slowly mm. and in front of the people, in front of the. I said this is gonna happen if you guys try to escape. And they, they, they use the uh, the bamboo. Uh, they tie at the end the two bamboo, and they just like a clamp. They, you know, clamp your clamp your finger, clamp your, you know, torture you slowly. Die. In front of everybody. In front of everybody. How many times have you seen that? Uh, that is only once. You saw it once. Once, I you know, in that. In front of camp, you. Yeah. Uh, uh, they have mine, landmine, all over the, you know, next to the border. So it's no way that you can escape. But people try, still try. So, uh, and a landmine is something if you step on it, sometimes it just cut your leg, you not die, you know, it depends on how how you step on it, you know, actually, but that even worth, you know, because you, you that's just slowly slowly plus when the the explosion you know happen, the soldier will go and check, see uh. what. So if they and then if you're still alive, they kill you there again, gonna, and you know, yeah, yeah. If you want to step on a mine, you better. You'd rather be safe, hundred percent, or just completely dead. Yep. Either way, if they find you, if you go back, 
I mean, that's you're gonna die either way. Anyway, anyway. Yeah. So, but I think you know that's why I see in six months people it's less and less. People escape, die, and you hear these mines going off every every day, every day, one or twice. Because it's so quiet, I mean, mine. It's very loud. Those uh, they lay their landmines, not just close to the border, and then maybe about a couple of miles from the border too. It's not like right on the border, right? So before that, so they they knew that people try escape because they knew it's hard to live with this uh, government. Sometimes I really think about like what's going through the head of the Khmer Rouge soldiers. How can they? I mean, I, I understand that it's about brainwashing, but I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe I'm just not in that position where I, I feel like I could, I could ever even do that to another person. But like to be brainwashed so deeply that you can torture and 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 still think that it's okay. I don't know. I just. That's why all these soldiers, 10, 12, 14 years oh, old. Oh, younger than you. Oh, yeah. And then uh, no education. They cannot read and write. Most of them cannot read and write. They just listen from the uh, people up there and tell, this is what your job. This is what you do if somebody not listen to you, just kill, just, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, and so I remember you saying that, okay, all these people were organized in different groups all throughout Cambodia, different camps, different camp, different camps, some better than others. Yes. And are they listening to one main person that disperses the message to tell them what to do or no? I mean, what my experience this group like control our group let's say 10 people 10 soldiers and they have another commander mm -hmm. that above them tell them what to do mm -hmm. uh, from that on i don't know they must mm -hmm. be report to somewhere, somewhere but i think they didn't really organize really well right that's why after these 10 soldiers and report to the next level, that next level very power. I think they can probably change, do whatever they want. Mm -hmm. However they feel. What, however they feel, they want to, we just like animal, mm -hmm. just animal. And they said, uh, you need to marry, especially the girl, you marry one of the soldier that uh, have no leg. You, then you marry that. They do whatever they want to do. Why? Why? Why is marriage even in the picture? How does that benefit them? In They're any not married. I mean, they said, "Okay, so now uh, you go ahead." And just, what I'm trying to say, they they do whatever they want to do. Mm -hmm. Especially for the pearls, I imagine there's like a ton of a ton of that, rape that happens. Oh yeah, a ton of a lot, a ton of that. Uh, probably uh, when I move back, that I will. We talk about that. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, but I, I I just couldn't imagine that the uh, world 
uh, now I know better, uh, but nobody care. I mean, they kill quite a bit half of the population. Half of the population in Cambodia. I think, you know, after uh, six months, I was there that next to Thai's border, that camp. Uh, they did change the rule a little bit after they realized if they feeding us or uh, try to save us a little bit so they can using us to labor to do a lot of a lot of work to benefits to them they realized that a little bit so uh, they starting i believe uh march or april uh when they harvest the rice and they feed they give us more they give us rice sometimes you know maybe three times a week it's really rice really rice yes and that must have been different you were completely like, Wait, what is this? different and then give us rice and salt you know salt mm -hmm. but taste so delicious so good uh, uh, that after they realize that we can have to really feed these people and then so we can work them harder work work them harder and you know it's get more out of them out of, get more out of them yes out of why you can have no people to clear the the jungle no people you know plant the rice so they did realize that after over a year so they feed you a little bit so mm -hmm. uh, you must have felt throughout this time and even moving forward like how well i remember well lucky how lucky you are to be living but at the same time you were saying that at this point you thought being lucky was actually just to be dead because you were suffering so much. Right. There must have been you there must have been something going through your head like why why am I still living? Yes. Uh I really pray I don't want to just kill myself, but I just hope that one of these I just I just don't want to live anymore because it's too suffer. Too hard. But then you kind of like stuck. You just, you know, it just, uh, 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 you feel like, you know, your friends die left and right. Then you feel so, so happy for them. <laughs> to the point that you, living is no meaning anymore. I mean, it just, suffer wake up five o'clock sunrise go to work and no food and come sunsets and come what what's the purpose of living i mean yeah it was tough that's how uh, i learned a lot about about life Thank mm -hmm. you.